the views and opinions expressed on this podcast do not reflect the views of the Carolina's GCSA or the show sponsors. You're listening to Pulling Weeds Off Course, another installment of the Carolina's Golf Course Superintendents Association official podcast with a focus on off-course industry folks and their relationship with superintendents and the Carolina's GCSA. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Tim Krieger. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Pulling Weeds Off Course. We've got a good episode today. We've got three guys actually on the show representing Steck today. We've got Dave Taylor, the owner, Cliff Stewart, and Cody Dilworth, the inside sales. So you may have seen Cliff's stuff on Twitter, man. He does a lot. He does a good job. But certainly a fun interview. Tim and I got to go over there one day and have lunch. And uh, good group of guys. Somebody I like to sit down and have a beverage with sometime when we have more time. So hope you all enjoy as much as we did during the recording. So here's Steck. All right. Well, everybody, um, if we don't start this podcast now, it'll never get started. We've been here for 30 minutes telling jokes, but um, I'm kind of excited for a new Friday afternoon hangout. And um, we're over here in Anderson, South Carolina. For those of y'all who don't know where Anderson is, it's about two hours from Charlotte and two hours from Atlanta and close to a big old port in Charleston. And I think that's why we're here with, um, where should we start? Um, Cody? Yeah. Introduce yourself for the team. Uh, my name's Cody Dilworth. I'm inside sales manager here at Steck. Uh, inside sales. Does that mean you ever leave? Hardly ever. Oof. Okay. Now we know why we got a lot of Cody <laughs> does, jokes. He does, He's <laughs> not allowed to leave. Yeah, right. Um, we can't let him in general population. Oh. I've he got has the professional over the, the phone voice. Don't want to meet me in person. You've got the podcast voice for today. All right, that's why Cody's here. He's got, All right. he's got a face for podcast. Nice. I got one for radio, so it's perfect. All right, who's going next? Uh, Cliff Stewart, general manager, Steck Equipment. General manager? Yes. Are uh, you like, do you have a, um, like some of the general managers in the golf business, a COO title behind that by uh, any chance? No, not anyway. I mean, like David said, we it's a small company, family company. Uh, it's this man's company. After Cliff, we've got the man that everybody keeps talking about. Introduce yourself, Mr. David, please. David Taylor, uh, president, CEO, owner, forklift driver, technical guy, coffee, coffee. maker. Coffee. Uh, pretty much any of the above. Technical advisor for the local residents when they come in with questions is what I understand. Yeah, yeah usually there's the guy with the, that question. Okay, we usually so have an answer. In case anybody's wondering, we're going to have a quiz on Twitter later to find out where his accent is from. Are we allowed to say Iva? Iva, yeah. Okay. It's right next to Star with yeah. two R's. And it has a stoplight, so it is a town. Just like Liberty. Yes. <laughs> nice. Just not as many nice restaurants. What is it still Anderson County? Yes. Oh, well, that counts then. How many buildings do you own in Anderson County now? Um, geez, that's a question. Probably about 16. Really? Mm-hmm. Nice. How many do you actually use for this business? Uh, two. Two. Mm-hmm. We have some rental properties, and we have some land, and uh, some other stuff that we do. So you're a fine example of someone who comes from overseas and uses their entrepreneurial spirit in America to expand and grow. I do. I do really believe in the American spirit, and coming over here, I had the opportunity to come here. I literally came here with two suitcases, working for a company, and I'm very fortunate, very proud, and glad to be here and have the opportunity to build what we built. 
I say we, it's a team, it's not just me. I've just been lucky enough to be ahead of it and be able to succeed. Um, but the white picket fence, the American dream is definitely available. You can do it. And he'll rent you one of those um, white picket fences if you need it, folks. Yeah, absolutely. We, we have sections. I've learned that everything in this office is actually for sale, including my shoes, apparently. <laughs> I learned that at lunch today. Um, but, no, that's um, it's pretty amazing because the story basically is you were at a trade show over here mm -hmm. with another company called Brexit. Is that correct? Brexit. No, yeah. Sorry. I'm kidding. Um, well, um, for the question on Twitter, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can't give it away. Um, Black. Black. Yes. Okay. Which was? British Landscape Equipment Company. Nice. Okay. And then, so, my version of your version is that you were overhearing a conversation about needing to provide services for a piece of equipment in America that was being sold by the company that you worked for that was in England. Basically. Yes, sir. And so by about that same time the following week, you'd move to America. Pretty much. That's the short story, but exactly how it happened. Uh, some people wanted and said, we, we need service, we need support, we need backup, love the equipment, need to be here. So we opened a U.S. division um, three months after being at the golf show in Orlando. I kind of worked alongside uh, Sysis, another English company. Uh, came to Anderson. It's a great place to be. Um, anything you could possibly want around here is here. If you, if it's not here, you don't really need it. Share share what your boss at the time liked about Anderson. You talked about driving through. Uh, he loves uh, the the WalMarts. He likes Tractor Supply, Denny's Denny's Breakfast. That was <laughs> back in the day. Denny's Breakfast and Outback Cheesy Fries. How many how many All Star Slams have you had then? Ah, uh, if you look at me today, I probably had way too many. But I'm more more of a Waffle House guy well, right now. Uh, he was just having to get away from the Friday guy too. Yo, TGI Friday. That, that was like the go to. That was his. That's the only thing we don't have in Anderson yet. Yeah. Now, which Waffle House do you go to? Uh, the one that's open. Yeah. And currently so, staffed. Yeah. So you notice that too when I, when Waffle Houses have to close, I, you know there's labor challenges. I walked in here during the COVID, and I was like, look. As long as Waffle House is open, we're good. Everything's good. Well, heck, if it wasn't two weeks later, our Waffle House that I've been going to for said 19 years closes the door because they can't get staff and shortages and everything. Right here, exit 19 is the one I've been going closed, to for years. On 21 and closed. know all the people in there. And I drive by on a Tuesday morning going to work, and there's a big notice closed until further notice. There's a sign on the Waffle House doors. The doors are always open. The, the, there's a lock on them, but they never close them. They supposedly bury the keys yeah. in the concrete for those locks when they build yeah. a new one. That's the story that I was told one time. So there are keys on site all the time, but they're in the slab. In the, in the, in the concrete. Yeah. I, I, I love the philosophy, the way they're always open, what they do, quick and simple. Um, breakfast is my big thing, going there, having breakfast in the morning. Love meeting the guys down there and learning the Waffle House philosophy. Like, you know, they go through hurricanes, storms, no power. They're trained to cook with no power, with, with limited supplies. When the COVID hit, they shut the doors. I mean, that's pretty... That's I, I've never seen it shut. Never. Yeah. Not even serious. Christmas Day, Yeah. rail, snow, uh, snow hurricanes. Looks like you made it, though. Yeah, they made it. I made it. We're still... <laughs> I'm maintaining. I'm maintaining. Yeah, my kids are known by name at the one on exit 40. 
Okay. Because they've been going there for over <laughs> 10 years now. Like, that was our weekend. I, yep. I didn't want to cook, so I'd take the two boys, and we'd go over there. And I don't remember the first time the wife went with us one time, and she's like, why does everyone know my children's <laughs> name? It's like, maybe we're local, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's part oh, of it. We're infamous around here. Nice. Me and my kids, we go down that Saturday morning. We'll go down there. I usually traveling. I don't get home till Friday, so Saturday morning I take the kids, go to Waffle House or Sunday morning, and uh, same same thing. So how many kids do you have? I got two, boy and a girl, 14 and 11. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. How about you, Cody? I got one. He's turning five next week, actually. He's turning five. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. All right, Cliff, you? None. None. Zero. Zero. No. All four marriages, no kids. Exactly. Just kidding. Sorry, well, you're still on your first one or your second one? What's that? Marriage-wise. Uh, happily divorced for <laughs> five years. Oh, no wonder you guys are on the road all the let time. Me, <laughs> let, let, me, well, let me emphasize happily on that one. Sure, we, sure. We do actually spend more time with each other than we do at Better Hops. I mean, it's we'll leave 4 o'clock on a Sunday morning to be in New England for 8 o'clock Monday morning. So we spend a lot of time together, hence the... Yeah. We're very big on team and family here. And, and you have to drive because of the size of the equipment and the shipping it, correct, that yeah. you're demoing? We take demo stuff or we're setting machines up and we have to have tools. It's just, and then when you're traveling these days, to get a connection that's going to be successful, to go, by the time you get to the airport, wait on that plane, wait on your connection, you spend eight hours traveling, well, you might as well chill out, hang out, have good times on the road. And I've heard a lot of people use the eight-hour threshold. Right. If it's if, if I can drive to it in eight hours or less, then I'm just going to drive. drive. There's, there's no point in getting yeah. on an airplane. And with y'all, with the equipment, I mean, I'm looking at some right here in the showroom that I mean, it's got to sit on a pallet, right? Like it's not just no. It's it, not it ain't like you're shipping it and it's going to go by rail. Won't go in your hand luggage. Yeah. No. Huh, no. No. But let's get into some of that. That's kind of like that was one of the reasons I wanted to come over today. And one, say thank you for all that you guys do here, not only for the Carolinas and the golf industry in terms of give back and support, but the local community. Folks, I mean, I see it because my kids play in these ballparks and stuff, but when I go to a, a game, for instance, like over in Pendleton, and I see that sign up there on this field, it's like, it's kind of cool. I'm like, this is, I mean, they're in all the national advertisements, but not right here in their backyard, they're supporting it too. So, um, like, that's part of why I wanted to come over here is for you guys to be able to tell that story. But I think the other thing is to explain some of this equipment. I mean, this is some pretty high-end, maybe that's the wrong word, low price, affordable, um, <laughs> easy to find. Um, no, but it's some unique it's equipment. It's expensive. Well, and it's, and it's labor-saving driven. It seems like almost every yep. piece is based because of a European model and a need for labor. I think you can turn this thing into a variety of different reasons to need a, a piece of equipment like this at your facility so um maybe somebody just jumps right in with what's the hottest thing out there right now what can't you keep what are you selling the most i mean the things that, that we used to be really strong in sports turf and then obviously with covid um sports turf kind of died down you know no parks no leagues no anything like that so all of our money went away but the golf business obviously their boom went up last year because of covid so they had an influx of regular golfers, new golfers, and uh, cash yes. inflow of and cash. cash. And you had owners that had capital expenses, but the the two sand machines, uh, which is the one right behind you, the sand filler, um, which is the video playing right there, and the VGR top dresser, were the two machines that 
literally put us in places. Uh, I come from the golf business, um, being a previous superintendent and uh, being sales driven. Um, it literally had us taking the calls from top and pat, pat ourselves on the back just a little bit. But top 50 clubs were calling us. We weren't trying to sneak in the back door and get their attention. They were asking us, how soon could you be here and give us a demo with those two machines? Because those, you're the only company that has those two machines, yes. correct? Yep. In America yep. or in the world? North America. North America. We're the North American distributor for most of our products, and then we export some products also that we make ourselves. So you got to call you. Yeah. That's pretty cool being in Anderson. I just say that because I pay taxes in Anderson County too, so <laughs> yeah. I, that's a selfish moment. But, I mean, that's that's pretty cool for a couple country boys from Iva. Yeah. Man, it's amazing when you get to sit with this lo- local bar we go to. We'll sit there and have a beer on a Friday afternoon, and you can talk to all these people that will be watching an NFL game. They'll be watching the golf on TV. And still people think that I just sell tractors. People that have known me for good friends still don't know what I do and don't understand what I do. And I'll be like, yeah, that sod came from this sod farm in uh, North Carolina. It was put down by them boys from Georgia, and that was our equipment that did that. And they're like, so what? What, what do you do again? Yeah. And you sell tractors, just like you, you did all last year. And this sell year. tractors. You just sell tractors. Sell tractors. I mean, Even the people from the county, uh, we work with the economic development and try to try to give back and be part of the county. When they actually came in here for the first time, the one lady said, which turns out to be one of our employees' wives now, said, I just thought you sold tractors. Yeah. <laughs> and and that and that stack was a brand of tractor that brand they've never even heard of. Yep. Yeah. Well, I've seen y'all out there, but that's if you, great. If you turn on the TV, <clears throat> you're watching the FedEx playoffs this week. Like, there's so much construction that has happened at Caves Valley up in Maryland for the last couple of years. And we were, I mean, you're sitting there watching on TV, but we saw it from a different point of view a year ago. While they were remodeling and redoing, they weren't doing a whole lot with a golf course except bunkers and stuff but they're like hey let's go we're I, I can name the approaches that we were on with the sand villa that were firming up some of those approaches so you're watching the fedex cup playoffs on tv and that's kind of neat for us is to I see that i mean you know that tournament? we could yeah the u.s senior opens at county club in detroit this week uh ross miller's hosting um but then at the same time like you were saying it leads back into that little league like we're still using some of this equipment to go to a little league field and people have no idea like for a volunteer i mean we're showing up with 250 300,000 dollars worth of equipment to do these little league fields and around here and that's pretty cool that's why i feel guilty about y'all coming to the hunt club yeah <laughs> like, I mean, it's, it's 90 miles that's one thing but you know to bring high-end equipment down there i mean it's kind of like dude I, what if i leave that stick in there that you know what i mean like i didn't move that anyhow it's okay well i mean we'll invoice the hunt club it's not a problem yeah. I mean, we've, we've your neighbor said he'd pick up the tab too so that'd yeah. be fun nice yeah. i noticed y'all stopped by because you didn't stop by my yard. No, no. We we trying to get his grass like perfect, just so embarrass you just a little bit more. Well, he if he quit driving I love, his I love um, you for that. Thank you. If he quit <laughs> driving um, 
circles in the same pattern, he wouldn't have all these little dips that y'all need to come fill in with sand yeah. for him and level him out. So but you see, we, we pay him every time he cuts uh, oh. his grass to do that. It's five dollars a time he cuts it the same way, so it just annoys you. <laughs> it works. It works. Oh, I'm gonna have to talk to Bobby the next time I get home. Bobby, how do you know David? Are you from Iva? Can't wait for that conversation. His wife is an accountant. Do you use her over easily? <laughs> It's, it's really funny we talk about America and neighbors and I, one thing I found out real quick here is they talk about seven degrees of separation if you're from here it's more like about one and a half two two degrees of separation I swear um, I had a conversation with my daughter and I was trying to explain to her it's like you know it's it's not just who knows you it's who knows of you and not who you know and trying to explain this and then literally um wasn't even five minutes after the conversation somebody that we knew knew somebody that knew her and she's like daddy i hate it when you're always right and it's because she wants to go to a, a school and somebody found out that she wants to go to this school and they're talking about it but south carolina the the, the two degrees of separation somebody knows somebody we sat down for this interview and you know our promotional yeah. uh People. I was getting ready to say, yeah, we're heading to another appointment where like, just last week, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll be coming from an interview over at Stack. She's like, oh, he hadn't called me back. I'm like, well, hold on. He's busy. That's you know what time of year it is, right? <laughs> I'm not allowed to buy stuff. They don't let me do purchasing for some reason that I buy a lot of stuff. I'm not quite sure why. That's our office manager. I'll blame her. Is that the controller who you yeah, haven't introduced yeah, us to yet? Either? He's looking. Yeah, he's, you mentioned purchasing. See, he's looking. He he, he heard the word <laughs> controller come up on his little big brother camera. And oh yeah, up probably the way you guys are trying to sell something. Hey, he, he's watching. That's funny. He was on the screen just a second ago. I yeah. didn't know all about him. Is it Illish? Is that Illish. how you say it? Illish. Yeah. Illish Sangabi. Is he from Anderson? No, he's no, actually he's from Antreville. Yes, <laughs> he is. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> he's a uh, he's a distant cousin of mine by the Queen. Nice, and, uh, nice. nice. <laughs> yeah, they look a lot alike. All right. So what is that thing right there? Is that a laser leveler? Yep, that's yeah, a laser grater for tees, greens. Uh, Are those things automated? Like, how does that work? Pardon my ignorance, but like, you set a line that you want the, it to. Be. Uh, the laser beam hits this reader right here. You set the you benchmark it at whatever level you want. This is a single grade machine, so it stays flat all the time. So it doesn't matter where you drive, it's going to stay the machine at that height. So you put a turn of laser on, and when that laser spins around, it hits that receiver. The receiver sends a signal to the computer. The computer says, "Okay, I'm where I'm supposed to be, or I'm low or high," and then it adjusts the valves accordingly. Nice. And then we control it, how fast it does that. So you have a rough grade, you have a fine grade. We can get pretty pretty tight with the grade. And you can change angles. Things you can do nature. slopes. You can put a slope in it. So if you're doing a ball field, you can do a crown. You can do uh, slope it off to the right side, the left side, just by putting a slope in the laser. Two degrees, three degrees, whatever you want. I'll tell you, I've learned more about y'all from the Twitter machine than anything else. And I think it's just because you can actually see the product in motion yes other than the challenges of a trade show floor trying to describe that yeah. that's a big thing trying to seeing is believing with a lot of machines yeah we a lot of the demos we, we've advertised um the sound filler you can advertise in a magazine you can look on a trade show floor it doesn't show well it's an amazing machine the amount of demos we've done in the last year and a half we put 100 pounds of sand in it and we do one pass across the green and like oh my god sold done and they're getting ready to 
put down tons of sand. Yes. And you're talking about 100 pounds. Yeah, we put 100 pounds and, well, we did one pass. We just show them one strip and they're like, sold, oh, done. Really? It's two passes like that. So I only need to get like 40 or 50 bags from Lowe's when you come to the house? Is that what you're telling <laughs> I me? I think you know some people, if you happen to get a ton bag of it, yeah. know, I, can, uh, I can take those roots out your neighbor's yard at the same time. We had a dump truck. Out. Tried to turn around in the cul-de-sac last year and dump 25 tons down there. That was probably one of my drivers. No, 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 no. I'd remember him. I've met most of them today. Yeah, if you get a tote sack. Yeah, get a tote sack dropped off at the house. So this is your new guy who's on vacation, Justin? Yeah, yep. he's a marketing manager. He hadn't even been here a year. Mm-mm. How does he get vacation already? Hey, I'm wondering that myself. I've been here 19 years and still not had a vacation. I'm trying, trying to push him. He just yeah. found out take today, a vacation? So, huh? uh, Why don't you take a vacation? I need to go take a vacation. see the queen. Yeah, but I, I couldn't leave you alone. Are you allowed back over to see the Queen? Actually, no. Barred. Not allowed back. Do you have citizenship? I became a citizen three years ago for my kids. Nice. So I didn't do the usual route. I stayed on a works visa, and I didn't do the marriage visa or nothing. So then uh, a certain person in his office will, will, will keep the politics out of it. But we had a certain guy that was telling all the farms that have to leave, and my kids were all upset. So, um, I actually took the citizen test as their Christmas present. Nice. And uh, so Judging by the giggling, I'm going to assume it was you. <laughs> it's because I said foreigns. No. He, he, he keeps a... Hey, uh, little Will, your daddy's going to have to deport Trust me. <laughs> in, in his back pocket, he will stir it up. Now, did you two know each other before you came to work here? No. How I long have you worked here? Place. So, eight going on eight years. Eight years. Yeah. And you have a five-year-old? I do. So you had a vacation. Uh, Ask him who the five-year-old's with. She used to work here. <laughs> what happened? You got I to keep the job? crap real quick. You got to keep the job and she didn't? That's <laughs> right. Wow. <laughs> she over at Black now? <laughs> <laughs> it's a startup called Black. <laughs> nice. Well, do you want to tell anybody how the name came to be? Stack. Yeah. So Black Stack, what the heck? So, um, say it again a little slower for the listeners in Australia. Black stack, what the heck? I love it. It's uh, it was and it we, stuck. Yes, it did. We actually did trade show magazines, the uh, trade show bags, bright green bags. Is what the hashtag, comma, stack? Because or who the stack? Because nobody was, they, nobody could understand what was going on. So another company bought out the black name and a couple of the products, but they only bought out a few of the products the first time. The second time, they got the rest of the products. So Black was British Landscape Equipment Company, and so wanted to keep it kind of simple. Why am I going to give everything away? So Stack is Specialized Turf Equipment Company. It's in the name. It's what we do. We're specialized. We don't do grass cutting equipment. We don't do the everyday equipment. We do specialist uh, turf equipment for all of all of the industries, whether it be a race course, uh, artificial turf on a NASCAR track, um, golf courses, ball fields, wrecks, little leagues, we're specialized equipment and we, we are proud and that's one of our core uh, business um, initiatives is we stay with the specialized, we stay with what we know, uh, a lot of construction equipment, um, phrase mowing, verti cutting, stone burying, tilling. We do a lot of work with sod farms, huge big uh, 14, 16 foot wide tillers for sod farms. They weigh like seven, 8,000 pounds, huge big tillers. What size tractor do you need to pull that? 
Uh, your 25 would kind of not really do it. It's like an ankle weight. <laughs> a little, for a little bigger. I was uh, just looking at the disc I put behind mine the other day at the old man's, and I think it was like four foot wide. And I'm like, man, I could make a lot more passes with that one. <laughs> but it doesn't turn as good for me. Either. Uh, grab the hook uh, behind right there. This right there. That's an ad right there for the TPI. The MZ. Yeah, that's the MZ series. That's one of the tillers. That's a uh, 200 horsepower tractor. 13 and a half foot. Y'all, it looks like a combine up here in this picture. Yeah. Up front, air conditioned cab. <laughs> Yeah, you kind of. There's more bolts on the outside of that cab than all over the entire tractor that I'm driving. Was that from Florida? Yeah. Two two hundred sixty-five horse John Deere. Did you take that picture? Mm, one of us did. One of the two of y'all. Mm-hmm. You got the iPhone 12. Yeah. <laughs> you guys do good work. 11s and 12. That was an 11. Yeah, that was that was on my head. So all the videos that people see, all the promo stuff, all the ad work, that's all coming from in-house? Yep. yep. You guys are doing that? Yep. But you're specialized turf equipment. You're not marketing. No. We have specialist people for specialist jobs. So you got a specialized company with a bunch of specialist stuff in here? Mm-hmm. That's why we, we don't really outsource anything. I'm the kind of guy, I don't go borrow, borrow a tool from a neighbor or a friend if I need a tool. We're gonna have a tool, and the same with the company. If we need it, we'll have it because we need it. You just kind of learn, you know. That's one thing I learned from David after being here seven years. Is things like videos and pictures. Just, I mean, that's simple stuff to somebody like him. It's he will provide you the tools to do the best job that you can possibly do. That's one thing about him. If you've got a problem and you need tools. He's going to get you the right equipment to do that job. And that's, I mean, whether it's uh, marketing or pictures, videos. Glassed we, in we, offices. We enjoy to do it. You like my fishbowl, don't you? Dude, you got the little button to frost them. <sighs> my, girl, my girlfriend wishes I did, but. Girlfriend? <laughs> so he puts a show in, in here. I'm so confused. We've had <laughs> wives, we've had girlfriends, we've had babies' mamas. We're going to get all this figured out here soon you know, enough. But, um, Romanian, though, you know, so. Well, remember, I start live. That's where you start from. So. You know, those Europeans are very, the Europeans are very uh, um, active people. <laughs> they are, even on the beach, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> so how many Definitely different pieces? Definitely see me wearing a Speedo. No. I promise you that. Not at Waffle House either. <laughs> now, that, could, that tweet could go viral. <laughs> if you were to wear a Speedo at Waffle House in Iva. the internet. It, it could break it. Not Talk like now like, we're talking about the dark web. Yeah. They wouldn't allow that. On the they wouldn't allow that. Oh god! <laughs> it could be a meme. You could get paid a lot for that if people used it, though. Um, I'll post it on my TikTok later. So, how many different pieces of equipment are we talking about? Um, oh lord, we have uh, seven different manufacturers we represent. Each have all different specialist um, machines. I mean, there's probably 50. probably one that. Yeah, it's probably like, hundred. There's at least a hundred, hundred and. Well, look at me like I'm crazy. We'll, different we'll machines. sit down and count them out, and you'll give me different, four different machines. There's well over a hundred different machines that we handle, from sand injection, laser grading. Uh, we have a range of deep time machines now, um, tractors. Um, tillers, verticutters, top so dressers. Do you sell the tines then too, or would that yep. be other companies that would provide some of those? Like I don't know, some other we local would go companies with a third in the party. Yeah, yeah, like JRM, JRM or somebody or like that. Somebody, yeah. Yeah. Okay, oh, that's cool. 
we just, we stick at what we do. That, we, that we core machine. Get, we don't get in everybody's in everybody's business. We want to do what we do and let the others copy and carry on. So and the, that's the, happened some. The, oh, absolutely. The funny story is is all these trade shows we go to all across the United States sell all this specialty equipment, laser guided equipment. I mean, you name it. But the green trailer that you took down to Hilton Head after storm relief, I don't know how many times we've been in a trade show and people are like, stick. And they'll walk up and the trailer won't be on the trade show floor. And they'll be looking at a trencher that loads the soil, runs off a laser, laser grader, dual grade, can, you know, go east, west, north, south, and they go, stick. Y'all sell those big green dump trailers, don't you? And I'm like, it kind of kind of makes you go, yeah, we do. I wish you knew me for something else. But hey, if you got to be known for something, let's yeah. let's be known for it. At least it's a product. Yeah, it's just kind of cool. Some idealists sell them too, and we'll turn up at a golf course, and there's like one of our trailers sitting over in the corner. You can't miss it. It's yeah. big and green. Oh, I've hauled it down the interstate. Yeah, yeah, you know, I get it. Yeah, you yeah. took it to Hilton. Then. That's right. Yeah. I don't know if you ever got it back. They didn't call, but hopefully you sold it to somebody. Um, that's we, that trailer is. we need to talk about that later. Um, my neighbors shield. got it. <laughs> oh, I thought it was at the hunt club. No, we don't need it down there. We don't need to dump anything but hogs down there. So, um, conference and show this year. You excited? Or are you definitely, a little tentative? Definitely excited to see some people face-to-face hoping that we don't continue on the trend we're on right now um uh, full disclosure for the the national show at the minute we're holding off it being in california california being as crazy as it is the cost of doing the show uh we're holding off booking for the national we don't know which way to go right now just kind of watching the numbers and seeing how it goes um I know the STMA is in Savannah. We got you guys. I think, I think the Carolina show is going to be good. There's enough people we can drive to that thing. We're, we're going to go to that show one way or the other. Um, and the STMA show is the same there. STMA is a bunch of good people. Um, those those guys want to show. They want to shake hands. Where's theirs? In Savannah. That's going to be their that's, national that's this year national in Savannah. Savannah because so it rotates, right? It does the same as the golf show, but they've got on since the Vegas one didn't go. They're on on a they're usually all on the east coast texas or california and it works out nice but this year we got one in um san diego san and diego. one in savannah it's like it's really hard to justify um you know just logistics two semi loads of equipment trade show you know we usually take average six to eight guys california Okay. Trade shows are getting Hotels, really, really expensive. And that's not including travel. Travel no. is gone so expensive yeah. right now. Average golf show um, for us is fifty to sixty thousand dollars. Those are regionals. Those aren't even your nationals, are that, they? That's the national. That, that show. is okay. That's yep. the national show. I mean, we we are a family company, and we don't have the budgets of John Deere. I mean, their coffee budget. Did you is hear that, Angeli? Add a zero to his invoice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just kidding, everybody. <laughs> Uh, STMA, are, STMA is more of your. Uh, they they try to do more of your. I'm going to say mid market like Savannahs and last year was supposed to be in Palm Springs. Um, they but, would have to be though, based on all the municipality members yeah. and things like that that are so conscious of budgets. Where yeah. even 
gosh, a $15 extra or whatever. If it doesn't fit the city rules, they have to pay for it out of pocket, right. which makes it even more challenging. So I would think that like a Savannah or somewhere the close to travel. shows more. Um, the regional shows just a, a lot better attended than some of the national shows. And there's so many people to see at the national shows, sometimes it's hard to do it in two days. Um, you know, it's, a, it's hard for us. I can't too. fathom it. When you just it's, start talking about top 50 courses and then you start talking about the places that you've demoed in the year and then all the new customers, like trade show floor time is pretty valuable, I would think, to you yeah. all to be able to see all those people when you're not in the truck or trying to talk to somebody while somebody else is driving and da-da-da. Trade shows are turned more to politicking for us. It's shaking hands, kissing babies, and seeing Joe that we've seen on the show for the last five years. It's kind of really what it's... It's more of a marketing expense. Yeah. That's what we chalk it up Putting to. Putting face with a voice. Yeah. I mean, I look, I look at the roster of, you know, the you know, scans of who signed in during the day at the end of the the day and it's like so and so is here and so and so is here whether it's our customers or um somebody that we know and it's like you didn't i never saw i never saw him walk on the booth i never saw him talk to anybody that's how busy it gets during these trade shows so it's this is more of a marketing thing um as long as somebody's talking to them then we're fine but it's just amazing how many people that you don't even know were on your booth in a 20 by 20 space over eight hours. Do you guys go to that GIE in, what is it, Kentucky? We used to. Um, it used to be a really good landscape show. Uh, I mean, we did it for about 10 years. It was a great How was that demo show. day part of it? Demo day used to be great. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, the whole thing's turned into a mow, blow, and go show. Uh, some mowers, blowers, and a bunch of kids from the Mist Valleys get on there. And... <laughs> ride around the zero turns as fast as they can and it's more about mowers and because i'm just sitting here thinking like their model would be something that would be ideal for y'all if you could get the customers out there right right yeah, on oh, the demo day we and i look at our schedule at the like. beach and i'm like you're already asking for three days the first right. day is either golf or sporting clays or classes the second day's classes and trade show the third day's sessions and trade show it's like yeah. where can you find another afternoon without trying to go to a thursday which we eliminated 10 years ago because nobody was staying for the fourth day. And so anyhow, hearing you guys talk about these demos, like, well, how does somebody get lucky enough to be one of these sites where you go? How do you get to demo one of these things? Do you have to attack you on Twitter? Uh, not Twitter. Usually um, it depends on uh, what it is, whether we're contacting existing customers, new customers. But most of the time we will take a say a guy depends on unfortunately which club he's from and what proximity he's in we try to put a list together and just tell them straight up i'm going to put you on a list we can't just come specifically for you but once we get another decent club or a good contact in that area or on the way to or from then we'll start putting a plan together to go here and here and then we try to ask the superintendents, um, just kind of um, self-police themselves, kind of try to explain to them, look, we're in sales. This costs us a lot of money to drive up and down the road. If you could invite a couple of your friends over, we'll come and do the demo. I like it. Okay, that's we, why we're we kind of throw guys. that out front yeah. as fish bait. Sure. And then a lot of times that's really what gets them set on the hook is, 
you're you doing know. like mobile field days almost in an area, and, yeah. and it makes it worthwhile, especially. Absolutely. We'll go spend a week in a certain area, and we'll kind of move within a 200-mile radius in that area, and we get a lot of Dunkin' Donuts. It's great. We love Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> if they only had one of those in Powdersville, I mean, we'd probably come see your neighbor more often. We do. <laughs> When's the last time you were in the jelly? Building? Jelly. Jelly okay. Donuts. Done. Done. I mean, Done. They don't make them there. That's the thing. Mm. It's one of those where they deliver mm. them. You know what I mean? Yes. No. Yeah. 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 It's still broken. Look at Cody jumping back in when it came to donuts. donuts. Inside sales guy. He's yeah. like, oh, i got to have my donuts. Wait, don't leave me out. We're kind of coffee snobs. Oh, I'm after the coffee. Yeah. Absolutely. He's after the jelly field. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, what kind of coffee? Oh, oh man. we we coffee snobs now. Yeah, no, no, no cake coke here. I got some. No, no, I, I I can talk coffee. Time out. Okay, all right. Time out. We gotta ask a question. I like a real timeout. Like, no, this is a timeout. Like, Big out timeout. I haven't, I haven't jumped in much. No, we're on air. Oh, okay, I'll turn my this mic. Is on. <laughs> this is on. Thought we was all in trouble. Like, no. what? We're not allowed to talk about coffee, Alan, because you don't drink it. This is on record, especially for you, because you're not. You're from Iva. There's a little, there's, a, there's a, a type of food that comes in a little blue can. Mini, miniature sausages. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Uh, they got jelly on them. Yes. What do you call those? I have no idea. Oh, you don't know the name of those? Vienna. Vienna I was, I was, sausages. Yeah. What okay. do you call them? Vienna. Vienna? What do you call them? Vienna. Say it, say it out loud so people. Vienna. Vienna. Right. Not, not Vienna. Not Vienna. Okay. Viagra okay. sausage? Mustard on bread, boy. <laughs> David. David, focus. focus. Sorry, I just want to see what Wrong David. sausage. <laughs> I want to see no, what he's, David he's, about, he's in the race, little can. Little, little. <laughs> I, I was brought up poor. We never could afford those things in cans. Oh, no. That's. Yeah. No, that's we could catch our own if we needed it. Potted beef. Those were the hot dogs for you then. Because you feel like you got a nine pack in your hand. Oh, yeah. Mm. Thank you. That's all I needed right there. I don't even remember sounds, what we were talking about. Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, food. yeah, yeah, Dunkin'. Coffee. Yeah. Coffee. Coffee, yeah. What kind? I mean, we're... Like, have you had Phil's before? No. Like From San Phil's? Francisco? No. I thought you were a coffee snob. We oh, are. We're, we're local roasters. Like, so when we go to an area, we find a local coffee shop. Yeah. So do you go to Coyote Coffee? Yeah, yeah. we we'll go to Coyote because Coffee. Because you sell Coyote tractors? Coyote tractors. Yeah. The guy that roasts that is also a friend, and we may or may not be able to get some special stuff through the back door. Did you meet him in South America on one of your previous trade show trips? <laughs> <laughs> Columbia is a hell of a country. I mean. <laughs> well, you go for the wrong entertainment. Oh. You have to focus on the coffee, yeah. Cody. My bad. <laughs> They have midgets over there, too. We got we still on coffee. We are. Columbia. Yeah, second cup for you. <laughs> What's yours, then? Uh, there's actually a coffee roaster in Charleston that I really like. Um, well, there's a coffee shop down wait, there. Wait, wait. We're talking about the coffee, Mr. Single Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She may be a good roaster, but what coffee do you like? Uh, ra- rainbow coffee. Rainbow. Stop the rainbow. From Stop. Not, not that kind of rainbow. <laughs> Rainbow Coffee Roasters from Charleston, South Carolina. You like Blue Mountain from Jamaica? I mean, yeah, we like we like Blue Mountain. Yeah. We'll grind this up, I mean, literally. Did you just say we'll smoke anything if you grind that up, Cody? Cody's trying his That is not all. Yes. That is nothing like I said. I don't know. I don't know why we all just turned red, but I think it's Cody's. You got something right here. Uh, and white. I thought you said that delivery was later today. <laughs> Why do you think we have so many containers coming in out here? Those are big. Those are, Why are those your pupils are kilo size containers. Your pupils are the size of quarters, Tim. 
I don't know. <laughs> we had a barbecue. It was the barbecue. A new yeah. building has a whole new container loading and unloading section with so many containers coming in and out. Seriously, how South much America. land are we on, though? Uh, six acres here. And we're in, like, downtown Anderson. I mean, we're, like, right next to the county office, are we not? Yes, we are, yeah. Was it cheap? Uh, <laughs> yes. We stole it. <laughs> no, but they're trying to steal it back. Yeah. Some regulations. <laughs> yeah. He paid in for euros with euros, so they were confused about how that worked. So the the amount of time it takes for Anderson County to convert your taxes from euros to dollars is how long it takes for you to get a new permit uh, pretty, pretty to much. add on to your yes, building? Is that what's going on here? Absolutely, you would think. The good news is nobody from Anderson County will hear this podcast except for the three of y'all and right. me. Right. I definitely. Only they come in and take their shoes off to count the tax. And oh nice. wow, gosh, he's tough, man, and he's in inside sales all day. All day. I'll tell you how it is. I'll tell you how it is in a truck someday. Then and you can get outside. <laughs> I could not be in here all day. No sir. No. Well, after being on the roof for about fourteen hours pulling the trailer, you're about ready to get out of the truck too. So, how many how many of those road trips a year? Thirty week long trips, you think? Or are you on the road more than that? Oh, way more than that. Well, there ain't but fifty-two. Well, they're not necessarily, and they're not necessarily a week long. I mean, yeah, you can yeah. pull, take a day of driving, do the demo, and day drive back. I got you. I mean, but ideally, when you're going outside of, let's say, the Carolinas, we, the southeast, for instance, yeah, you're going to try and build it in for a, a, a longer time. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, every other week. So you can make local trips on a daily thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. If it's okay. eight hours, I mean, that's a day trip. We're about ninety miles. Uh, that's probably yeah. if there was lunch or dinner thrown in, we probably make that. Driving. You back for lunch? Yeah, you you can get places real quick when he's driving. Well, I've got a spot with lunch sitting there waiting on you that's already been bush hogged and sprayed <laughs> out. So let's figure so, out which specialty piece of equipment we need to take seed and put in the ground. Oh, is your neighbor putting new seed in? Um, no, this is not my neighbor. This is my buddy. <laughs> oh, this is your buddy. This is my buddy. <laughs> Buddy, we all have those buddies. We are not seeding at the house or the neighbor's house. If anything, we'll be sanding there. Ah. That's where we need the wet jet, right? What do you call right. that thing? What's wet your jet. Wet jet. Yeah. Now, here's my dumb question. I can't wait. Why does the dry jet machine need a hose hooked up to it? Same reason we do. <laughs> so the water is the propellant of the sand. It uses high-pressure water to inject sand. Dry sand? Yes. But our machine uses both wet and dry. They can, they use, um, they can use damp sand, and they can use uh, dry sand. We can use wet, dry, doesn't matter. We can use anything up to a six mil prill size. It's all to do with the injection manifold heads, uh, how the material is sucked out of the hopper and forced into the ground. So, so that sand is dry when it comes out of a dry jack into with, the ground. Yep. No, it's actually wet. wet. But why is That's, it called dry jack? Did you just answer that? When you put the sand into the machine, it's, it's dry. It's dry. Oh, wet jet means you could do wet, damp, any of that sand. When you, when so they use the dry machine. sand, and it's dried sand being injected into the ground. So if it goes from here, being dry, it goes into the little tubes, and after that point, it's no longer dry. But dry sand flows easy. It's easy to handle. With our hopper, our paddles, and our vibration system, we can put wet sand in there on a wet day and continue to work. With the dry sand, you can't do that. It just sticks to everything. So that's why you need a hose for the the water dry jet. So um, they use water. That's a misnomer for those of us out there who don't understand. Like I thought you were putting dry sand in the ground. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. 
No. You, you're putting dry sand into a machine that injects it with water into the ground that is no longer dry. Man, dry. nobody ever broke it down like that. Thank you. You got on my level, man. I hope the listeners can appreciate that. So that's why we would be the wet jack, because we use water and wet sand. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Like, now it's a whole new thing, because you always wanted dry sand, and if it got there and it got wet, or my sand's... I don't care. Just stick it in there and go, right? Enough said? Enough said. Okay. So here's the thing. Dry jet, dry sand, $75 a ton. Yeah. Regular sand, $25 a ton. I got you. Okay. That's that's the big... Then labor saving, you see... Oh I mean, God. they've got like 16 people out there booking in sand. Hours, you use a material handler tractor. Two guys. One guy in the tractor, one guy with a material handler. That's it. So the material handler, though, it's got to be something that can be driven potentially across that same turf then? Yeah, every, most golf courses will have a tie crop, a Dakota, or a yeah. stack uh, material handler, and it's just a bulk sand. You can use the bulk bags, drop it right. The machine has a 600-pound hopper on it. Um, oh, wow. The other machines use a smaller hopper that holds a bucket of sand at a time. We have a 600-pound hopper, so we can make two or three passes. Um, we have 20 nozzles, two heads that fully float on the turf. They inject... Um, injects wet sand dry sand anything up to a six mil product will go through it it paddles it down into a vibration hopper which keeps the tubes full the pto drives a pressure washer pump basically builds up pressure and we're variable from 2000 psi to 4200 psi and it's controlled by a computer so everything is done on the fly so as the water pressure is released out of the high pressure pump it goes through a, a, a basically a pressure washer nozzle into a manifold. As it hits that manifold, it's a negative pressure, or no air pressure, so that high pressure hits the, the, the neutral pressure, creates a vacuum, and sucks the sand into the water flow, which injects it straight in the ground. So there's no pulling cores, there's very little cleanup. You leave it to dry, maybe 30 minutes, take a blower, take a brush, you can put right behind it. How high of a turf surface can that be used on? Um, For instance, two inches? Yes, you can use it's adjustable. You could use it on That's the neighbor's height. I was just checking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, you usually see it on fine turf, so I just didn't yeah, know you if can like, do, somebody could do that in roughs if they needed to. Absolutely. That's the, the big benefit. The other benefit of this machine is it's your machine. You're not paying a contractor to do it. So you can just use it like the old Hydroject for just aeration. You can use it a deep time. You can go deep and a long shot and really um, fracture the ground but you can't seed with it because no. it's bigger it's no, bigger than yeah, the six you wouldn't no. see this is just for sand or or aeration you can use it like a deep tine aerator a needle tine aeration which you're just using water cool thing is you can hit irrigation heads won't, won't touch them won't hurt them and go right over valve boxes irrigation it's just water it's yeah. just a shot of water so you're using the water and the good thing about the water it fractures the ground it's going to find the fractures and open up then if you're carrying a material with it the sand material will fill those fractures up help that gas exchange help the drainage so like if you're on a red clay surface i mean that could be ideal yep just yeah. to start breaking just it up breaking just up to, you just start allow some room in there yep and it can it can vary the height you can vary the width you can vary the amount of sand in it neighbors got red clay just so yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of the old uh, fracking terminology yes yeah. it's kind of what we use on a smaller scale basically yeah, it's, it's just small scale fracking okay. 
Because you're using high pressure water. Yeah, environmentalist groups. Yeah, on the door now. Oh man, we've had all kinds of special (laughs) interest groups beat our door down before. Your sticks, friend. Ain't the first time. I'm sure it'll happen again. You know, Uh, but I mean, you put it in you put it in uh, terms like that, people understand. Well, the good news is this is an off course episode. Yeah. So it's not sponsored by anyone in particular except the Carolinas. And we do have a disclaimer at the very beginning of all these that says the opinions and views shared on this shows are just those of the guests, not the association. So we're cleared. But there is an opportunity if you'd like to sponsor that. (laughs) We could talk to you all about the off-course series, too. Sorry, just kidding. Angie told me to ask you for more money, so that's why I'm here. Did we actually pay the last invoice? I don't know. It's usually... Do you want to be known as one of your customers? (laughs) (laughs) Amen. I mean, I just heard stories about the mowers and the $35 repair bills and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I, there, there were stories for days, days with the OPE business. Best day of my life, the day that we just got out of that. What does OPP stand for? OPE is Outdoor Power Equipment. Well, Opioids. <laughs> Anderson County meets West Virginia. The challenges that we have over here. No, but this is, okay, so six acres on here. And we've got a storefront, like a very beautiful store when you walk in, folks. If you're ever in Anderson County and find yourself at the sheriff's office, just come right next door. <laughs> Cody will post bail. Well, well and I didn't even use the front released. door. If I don't walk in the front door, man, we might not have had lunch. I mean, there's there's leather couches out here. There's glassed-in offices. Um, the controller, though, you got to get by him. Um, but, no, it's nice. And so outside, this is where everything ships from internationally? Yes. Yeah. Everything right comes here. into here and goes out of here, yes. So all the stuff from Italy, wherever it's made, yep, it's all coming here. Yep, yep. you put it together. Yep, put your sticker on it. Yep, raise the price. Yep, send it back out the door. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> just like that. Right. Great business model. <laughs> Barely making it. No, it doesn't show. I don't. Do you clean the glass? Because it's it's pretty good. No, but. We have so, some Colombians that owe us money. They so what's the vision of of out here like? It's just workspace then, or we're going to continue to expand? And uh, continued expansion. We have a um, five-year plan, 10-year plan. I want to retire, sell out, make millions. Uh, selling equipment, I'm never going to make millions. But uh, we've expanded on, we just added a 10,000 square foot shop, uh, workshop space, overhead cranes, uh, a, a literally container loading area. We do load a lot of containers for export. We also have a lot of containers coming in. Uh, monthly, uh, bringing product in. Import, export. Import, export. export. You're an importer, exporter. Exactly. I gotcha. There's our Seinfeldism for the day. A lot of, lot of precious cargo goes in and out of here. Nice, nice. Um, Cody, so, we're talking Cody's game again. Right. <laughs> we just put another, uh, with the expansion, there'll be workshops, uh, assembly areas for machines, a little fabrication area. Uh, we do make some stuff. We do a lot of custom work there it is alan there's that trailer we were talking yeah, about that's the dt that's the famous one now was there a dt 610 mm, no, no the competition a, stole that yeah they actually they really did same really? color same everything yeah. what does their say on it other than the stack uh it's a dt 610 it's a DT 610. really yeah absolutely took out, cheapened it down took out two wheels made yeah. it just standard is it and it's green yep yeah i think so I don't know. A little darker green. What movie it was when the guy said, you know, you got seven minute abs. What happens when you come out with six minute abs? <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what they did to him. 
So if you want six-minute abs, get that little crappy trailer to six ten. Well, I'm just thinking like you with the Peerless 6,000, and then you saw oh, the Peerless yeah. 7,000, oh, and you're yeah. like, well, this has got to be a thousand times better. So, I mean, I was just curious. It is amazing in our industry. Um, there's not a lot of volume, but as much copying goes on from manufacturer to manufacturer, um, within the manufacturer side, not really much on our side, um, but a lot of different machines are painted different colors for other companies. Well, when you're international, the U.S. patent laws don't necessarily apply, do they? No, uh, it depends where you have a patent. If it's a worldwide patent, a U.S. patent, uh, Eastern European patents, the, there's all different places you can manufacture stuff and copy stuff and send it to the U.S. as built-in so how much countries. is a worldwide patent, and where the hell is that headquarters? Um, Cody's working on that for us right now. We're, we're currently talking to Russia to see if we can get that uh, undercover. No, undercover. that's his voting stuff he does when he's on Facebook. Yeah. No, no, I'm talking, not insights. It's, but seriously, is there, I mean, US who would hold that? There's a U.S. patent office, and each country has its own patent office, and you okay. apply for it. It's, it's a long patent. international patent. It's a long, drawn-out process. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I've tried to go through it with the American, but I can't fathom how the world could get... I mean, there's a lot of things we can't get along on, so how are we going to figure out how everybody's got a centralized patent office? You know what I mean? It's, it's very, very simple. It's like the rest of the world. It's just money. The more money you pay, the more you can get. Yeah. So most of our deals are all sales and distribution within North America. So we're selling... These machines. You're the only one that's selling this machine in, in North, North America. America. So selling outside of the U.S., like uh, the manufacturer's already got another distributor for that, you know, Australia or China or something like that. So we're we're focused just on North America. Do you need an unbiased, like, travel companion to go with you to some of these manufacturing sites to make sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing for y'all? Absolutely. Who's she? It's Kristen Knight. It's Alan's wife. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, let's send her. Never mind. So, I mean, she she'd love to go to a tractor company. Oh yeah, she believe me. If my wife came up here, man, you would you'd call me within minutes. Come get her. Come no, get her. She loves tractors. Alice, she actually yeah. called earlier and she said, "Whatever you want, just go ahead and pick it out, and <laughs> yeah. uh, she'll just sign the line." So she would too. She would. <laughs> she talked to Cody, obviously. <laughs> I'm so glad she doesn't travel with me to do these because I'd be in trouble. For sure, for she sure. All right, well, first. what else you got, big guy? You got another question? You've been working the dials all day. you got to get in here. Oh, my hand's cramping up. Starting with Cody. Oh, good. And uh, first car you drove? First car I drove? Like my first car was a 1994 Ford Explorer. Okay. Not bad. The Explorer. Well, you went to private school, Explorer. didn't you? I did not. I, I didn't say it was in good shape, Tim. <laughs> Uh, I, I lived two miles from high school, and thank God I did because I wouldn't have made it. <laughs> and it was uphill both ways. <laughs> you had to walk. I had to get out barefoot and push sometimes. <laughs> I thought the barefoot was for you from yeah, inside the thing. Well, I, my, I, didn't, I didn't get to knock a hole in the bottom. Was it tan? <laughs> it was white. Well, it turned that. tan. I didn't ever wash it. I had a 93 <laughs> exploder yeah. that was tan. That's what I asked. Yeah. All right. Dave? Had a 1.1 Ford Fiesta van. Van? I didn't know van. they made vans. Yep. Oh, no, no, no. This wasn't over here, big dude. Right, right, right. right. It was in Iva. It was a special <laughs> import they brought in. Did it have four wheels or was it a three wheeler? No, it did have four. Barely. I mean, they were like elastic bands, but it had four wheels. Do you own a Vespa? I had a sunroof. Do you have a Vespa? No. Oh, my God. No. Please get a Vespa. 
No, I just figured there'd be a restored one sitting. No, no, that's what those uh, those town. I'm a country boy through and through. So. There have been some Vespas come through here. There has been oh, Vespas. There was another story. There's a lot of. Stuff we actually exported container of loads of motorcycles here. at one point for a gentleman that restored old English motorbikes. He'd come over here, buy them, we store them, and we load containers of them. BSAs. BSA. Uh, BSA came. The, the coolest one was when they filmed the last of the Mohicans in Asheville Daniel Day Lewis bought a BSA and this guy found it and exported it back and that came here with 2,700 miles on it left with 2,900 <laughs> <laughs> right. it had to go see Iva <laughs> I mean, it'd be rude not to, right? You just want to make sure it works before you load it in the container. Gently ridden, only to church on Sundays. So, but this container loading thing, like, so we recently had a little family vacation to an outdoors place, and I'm thinking about relocating there at some point in life. But it's kind of survival 101 situation, so I'm thinking if I had a container and I could put everything I needed to survive in it, y'all could help me get it there. Got a load boy, we'll just put it right on it. And, and then it when it's there, I can just empty everything and live out of it if I had to. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's that? You're going to dig a hole in the backyard and live in it? Shit no, no, man. we're going a little further north and west, I'm thinking. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like Spartanburg. Hey, I did not weigh myself next week. That's actually north northeast. I wasn't going to say yeah, yeah, anything. No, no, that's all go. good. All right, Cliff, what about your first car? Uh, Toyota Tercel, I believe it was about a 1986 four-door, passed me down from my brother. I would have paid money to see you driving around. It was, a, it was called the Treble Rebel. <laughs> <laughs> Treble Rebel. Because it had a really nice radio, With but it had factory speakers, <laughs> no bass, but we would crank that Nothing thing. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so you were, real quick, superintendent. Mm-hmm. At Green Valley at one point? I was assistant at Green Valley, and then I went to Arizona for 10 years. I worked at a couple clubs out there. We were across the street from you this morning with Mr. Paul. Yep. That's why we were asking. That's a pretty cool tie there. Yep. You know Green Valley was right across the road from where we were? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of I took Alan in the wrong way to Furman and had him on the wrong turn. He came in through town. That's so Tim, 25, so. I've been to Furman a handful of times, right. okay? And Tim said, maintenance shed is go behind one green is that road. Assuming I'm coming down that main road. 25. Yeah. So I'm coming in on the road I'm supposed to be on to. I get to, I realize I probably need to go back that way. The maintenance shed's behind me. And anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm terrible at directions. So. Yeah. But, well, is there anything that the world, because, you know, we got people in Australia, Scotland, Ireland, Britain, home, that listen. They've just currently disowned me. So... If they understood you, the IVA is coming out pretty strong it, today. It's getting worse. It's the getting word worse. stuff is what gets me the most. Can you say stuff again? Stuff. Nah, it's got to come out natural. I mean, the stuff is the most confusing word I've heard today. I've heard it like four or five times, but I'm like, dude, is that from the jockey lot? Or is that from like Piccadilly Circus? You should see the looks I get when I just order like Diet Coke or uh, order food. Like, I still cannot go through a drive through in a diesel truck. Cannot do it. No. They don't understand a they word I say. See, and he blames it on the diesel truck. When did we meet the first time? In Orlando, I think. Like uh, like ten or twelve years ago, and I think it was with with um Ian and Sue. It probably was, yeah. Who's well, the crazy guy with the, the glasses with the big curly hair that worked with y'all? <laughs> Taller guy, like real big? No, maybe. Yeah, I think he just yeah. described Larry from three shoes. <laughs> <No. laughs> 
No, but he was like, I don't remember. There was another one of y'all I thought too. Well, everybody was always so busy. It was like it was crazy. You couldn't get a word in at the trade show. No, trade shows. Trade shows trying to get like it ain't real social. All the media for guys try to come over the magazines. They're, 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 everybody's in one place. It's all the magazine companies. Everybody's like trying to get out time, and it's like we spend so much money for this trade show, and then it's so busy. And we've actually changed the way we do trade shows. We stay in hotels now. We just rent a big house. And we don't go out to dinner. We all just stay at the house. We, we cook at the house, and we kind of little family homestyle. Cause and then after, you can relax. You don't yes. have to deal with the customers all night. After 10 hours on your feet talking to people. Yeah, you, don't you ever seen uh, six grown-ass men in a hot tub together? <laughs> not not Cody, pretty. It's not a story for podcasts. <laughs> okay, next time Cody's not getting invited. <laughs> just, just officially. He may be an inside sales guy, but he has got some. He, his vision of what needs to be seen on the outside of this building don't match, I think, these other two. We the craziest thing do. is, he's worked for me for eight years. We've never had an argument. I've never yelled at him or had a fuss at him for nothing. i gotta, I got to call him out. He's a good guy. Same with Cliff. And he's, these guys have been with me a long time. And we literally, it's a big family. When we interview somebody, it's like, hey, you got to be part of a team. If I'm on a forklift, y'all need to be on a forklift. Or everybody jumps in, we're loading a truck. The office manager comes out, the parts guys, everybody's hands on the controller. Controller, he'll be out there. We tell him to go away because we don't want him to know what we're buying. He thinks we're buying something. Yeah. So that's why he comes in. Oh. He, he we're just checking inventory before it actually gets checked. He, you really need to meet Alesh. He's, uh, um, he came from India 25 years ago and he was up north and it was too cold and too much snow up there. So he moved down here and he's our controller and he is, uh, he is hilarious. He doesn't say a lot, but when he does, it is. He, yeah. he will cut you up. It's funny. That's awesome. You want to tell, the... tell him our, uh, your interview question that you taught me when you're interviewing a, a newbie? Just to kind of get a little background on what kind of personality you're dealing with. It's a very good question. So, because of what we do, we, we are sales. We're not in an office. We deal with elite uh, golf people. Go to the golf show, shirt and tie, nice, very clean-cut people. We deal with baseball rec departments, t-shirt polos, dirt and grind, get it done. So we have a very broad range of people that we deal with. So one of our interview questions, and we travel, um, whatever, one of our interview questions is, is how do you take your, your hamburger? And people are like, oh, I, you know, a hamburger, a bit of cheese, or some mayo, some to ketchup. Go. It's a go. So that's good. That's a, that we need to add that one yeah. too. We need to add that one yeah. to go. Yeah. Um, but typically, we find that people that we hire, say locally, um, if they'll have ketchup, a bit of cheese, maybe something on a burger, they're not willing to try anything new, or whatever. But the guy that comes in and says, "Man, I throw some jalapenos on that bacon, I put some chili. Man, have you ever tried those garlic burgers or that? This and this. That guy, he'll travel." He's happy to get in the truck, and he's going to be the guy at a gas station goes, I don't know what it is, but I'm going to try that right there. Mm-hmm. That personality and that aptitude is the way that we kind of pick at people. Um, now we're going to have to come up with a new question. We'll go with hot dogs. I'll never figure it out. <laughs> how do you take your hot dogs? You're fired. I was going to say, how do you take your wiener? <laughs> Cody already told me earlier. In a bun. I thought it was in a can. Apparently. I thought it was on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, you need the link 
or it's kind of a unique. <laughs> Dude, he's too quick for me on a Friday afternoon. Nah, way too sober to hang out with Cody, folks. Wait till I get drunk. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well, um, what? Else? Anything else? I, I mean, we could hang out all afternoon, but Absolutely. we do have to go see the vendor. You know, call back. I would love you guys to come back and you know do a series at some point, but um, the Cody series. We we've kind of been in the background for a long time. Um, Steck, we we are we're not the fastest. We're not the cheapest, but we are the best. We're specialists of what we do, and that's what we we are specialized. That's the, the key thing, and we're trying to get the word out there about stack equipment, we're trying to do more locally with you guys. Um, we're doing a lot more with the uh, the National Association. We're a silver member with those now, too, uh, trying to support the industry, trying to give back to the industry that's made us who we are. So it's a, it's a big part. We talked about it a little earlier, like giving back locally. It's something that's important to to me, my team, all of us is, you know, giving back to the people that make us who we are. Where we um, live. It's where we live. My kids play Pendleton Rec Ball. They don't play at a fancy place. They play at a rec, and we, we help make it right. Um, Same with mine. We played against you. That's why I saw the field. Ah, that's why I was out there one too, night. Didn't yeah. it? No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> hey, if the kids left with a smile, everybody won that night. That's yeah, all I got. Um, my kid's coach now works for us, and that's the bear that you met earlier. He's my kid's coach, and it's the first the, the reason I hired him. The he, guy from um, uh, what you call it? Oh, that, that what's that show in Alaska? Yeah, I was like Tool Time Tim, Frozen Al, Tool Time or something. Tim. I can't think of it. No, anyways. Okay. Yeah. yeah, no, he, so he was my kid's coach, and the first thing he said, it's a game. We're here to have fun and enjoy it. Winning and losing is not important. And it's kind of the way his attitude is, it's, and it's, it's it's the same here. We're a team, we're stuck. It doesn't matter what your job title is. Um, we talked about I don't have a job title on my card. I'll, I'll be whatever you need me to be today. And uh, But giving back and being part of the community something that we do from the FFA for 4-H from the tractors for the rec ball whatever we can do to help we like to we like to do it that's uh, awesome and we also get to get Cody out of the office for a few hours and get him on a tractor it's always fun you can run a tractor absolutely you had to learn that once you got hired no was, you didn't grow up on job a was on the equestrian part in the equestrian part really yeah that's how I learned how to drive straight drive shoveling absolutely shoveling straight into a tractor <laughs> <laughs> Not into a Steck DT seven ten. Great segue. Can can, uh, can we ask a question? Uh, Alan, I think we all have. Um, whoa, what? Yeah. Each one. That's three questions. Well, no, no, no. Just one each. Well, okay, yes. Go ahead. Who who came up with pulling weeds? Who, Rob they, Daniel. Rob Daniel did. Rob Daniel came up. With Alan and I were thinking about um, off the grass. Okay. Like stay off the grass. Okay. Like basically as like a play on it or whatever. Right. And it was Rob and Chuck's idea for the whole podcast. They kind of forced it down my throat. And so once, you know, the board approves it and you have a job that you have to do no matter how you want to do it. Um, we were on the phone one day and he's like, man, y'all just going to be out pulling weeds. And I was like, dude, that's the name. That's it. Just like that. So, Called Alan and I said, what do you think about that? And he had a buddy who came up with the logo. And I mean, even the letters are crooked, and we've just left it. It's perfect. It's just, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's they were phenomenal. accidentally. Yeah. Accidentally crooked, and you say, you know, that's, that's good. And, and one of our, we had an employee that we both worked together with kind of at the Golf Association at one point in time. 
is the one who actually pointed it out, kind of like you know catching <laughs> something in a proof, you know, or a typo or whatever. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. just, just shut up, Paul. We're fine. It looks good. <laughs> it's meant to be that way. Exactly. Yeah. We paid a lot of money for that design. Exactly. <laughs> you know, there's 300 extra bucks for that spacing between those letters. <laughs> just always wanted that. Do you uh, drink alcohol? Do we drink alcohol? Yep. Not while recording anymore. Well, the first couple didn't work out so well. <laughs> oh, I was going to say if you want to, nah. but uh, we have before. Did you listen to the Ron Kelly episode? No, nah. yeah. I've never heard this. I don't okay. listen to this. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't drink often, but when I do, I drink hard. You know, okay, what I mean? absolutely, absolutely. So, what is it? what's your what's your favorite hard drink? Scotch. Scotch. Cody. Any, any scotch? I don't internet often, but when I do, I'm. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm on the, I, do, dark I, I go dark. <laughs> Conversation's going downhill. All right, David, your question. Everybody had one. What's your favorite liquor? You didn't ask. Oh, Crown Reserve. Crown Reserve. You can drink it warm, cold, out of a bag. It don't matter. It's got it no strong. afterburn. You don't need a Tums. Dude, I've been through them all. People are like, oh, you're going to have this. I've been to Scotland. I've tried them all. No, I keep going back. I was that guy in Scotland who found out that they don't distribute Crown Royal in that province because I went to all seven stores with the same taxi driver and finally the last one told me they don't even carry it. <laughs> so, I bought the bottle. so I bought the whole bottle of Dunvegan. So yeah. you're not a drinker, you're an alcoholic. <laughs> then I was. Uh, okay. Yeah, that was pre-stints. Right. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. A question for you? Come on. You got a good one. I know there's one cooking. Uh, so many questions. I have about so many things, but... How much? His question is: How much is it going to cost for Tim and Al to come start a Steck podcast? What do you think this is? Not, not, not much, David. Not lunch, much. You'd be surprised. Lunch by the end of by the end of it, you'll be paying us. <laughs> not today, but maybe the next one. <laughs> um, are we what you thought we were? Looking from the outside, and you come and meet us, and you sit down with those three today. I didn't expect Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody ever does. <laughs> I'd never even heard of Cody. He's out I, I, He's the out marketing guy I talked to. Yeah. And you two, we'd met a couple times. Yeah. Um, but no, I would just do some public guilt just saying that I feel bad living right down the road and not having been over more just as an Anderson County taxpayer. Not That's because likewise of the job. with us too, though. With the job too. Like, we... we that's we've made a point in the last few years to do more local with Carolinas and as we're right down the road and we're going here there and everywhere but not we're, we're passing by yeah passing by the people we, we literally do pass by Powdersville and the you, farm you drive by a number of courses in the Carolinas you go everywhere else <laughs> yep. I mean yep. you get the same crap I do if yep. I go to Raleigh and it's like well why didn't you stop and see me I'm like well, you're 40 minutes south of Charlotte. You're not exactly on the way. Well, I mean, it's between where we were yeah. going. It's kind of like, it's just like your neighbor's yacht. I mean, he's right there just behind Cliff's house, but when my truck's heading to the house on a, on a Friday night at midnight, let me tell you where that truck's going. I got to get on the Tuesday demo program. <laughs> That's what I got to do. I'm, I'm, coming back, week. I'm coming back every Friday for the barbecue. That was yeah, just for us. Okay. It looked like everybody else who worked here, like that was a normal thing on Fridays? They knew okay. to go ahead and get your full plate first and come back for you. the rib like I did. I yeah, got you. I, I think they've eaten here before. It, it is it is a thing around here. So if you have Indian food, we have that. At least at least once a month, we'll cook steaks, burgers, hot dogs, 
English food. Somebody will make something. Bangers and mash. Bangers and mash. So I'll answer your question from my point of view. for you, Cody. The only way I knew of Steck was through Twitter because I manage their Twitter account and what Cliff does. But I want to say after meeting y'all today, I wish I had a need for it. I'd buy something, man. But I'm a, I'm a big fan of this company and well, you guys. Y'all want to see pictures of his yard? If, he needs a demo. Too. I'm not that bad. No. We have I'll a bulldozer, too, so that's okay. The whole point is this would be great for us in place of a top dressing. That's fine. I'm not top dressing. That's all you. So we got something called a stripper too. Yeah, it'll take it all. You got enough strippers. with the internet, Cody. Yeah, <laughs> enough with the internet <laughs> stripper. That's not all fun and games, Tim. We're trying to be serious here. But I do. <laughs> Sorry, they have a machine called a stripper. That's just not her tattoo. In November, turf stripper. Let's get a cocktail in November at the beach. Absolutely. I'm in. You're on. I'm in. Don't you always hold court down there at the Sheraton or no? Because you're staying in a house now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, down there we used to stay. Uh, you stay at Breakers? Well, we kind of disclosed where we stayed. <laughs> yeah, the Rainbow Cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> what, was, what was the name of that place? We stayed. We, oh, Cody turn. kept the Bobo Spa open yeah. as well. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that was a little spot right on the corner. The Pulse. <laughs> the Pulse. That's the a Pulse. The Pulse. That's right next that's to the old. Mermaid Hotel, well, I think. Was, that's, that's all you heard you all night. Know was that the Pulse. That was a know. very long joke. <laughs> yeah, you, you would drive by and that's all you hear. Like, oh that was the one and only time we stayed at that hotel. Hey. All right, everybody. It's getting out of hand. You can tell we need to get out of here. It's Friday afternoon. We got barbecue breath. Um, thank you all for having us. And thank you. more so, thanks for thanks what you're for doing for the over. industry. And Cliff, we hope you get well soon thank you. and can get back on the road. And um, Cody. Good luck in the next eight. <laughs> and when you're ready to sell, we, we need to sit down, apparently. Sounds good. Yeah, I didn't know you were getting out, but Big Al, we're getting in. Uh, okay, let's talk. Thank you for listening to Pulling Weeds Off Course. To join the Carolinas GCSA and become a member, visit carolinasgcsa.org or call 1-800-476-4272. Follow us on Twitter at Pullin' underscore Weeds and on Facebook at Pullin' Weeds Podcast.